Hello and welcome to episode 56 of the Pen Addict podcast on 5x5. This is a weekly show where we discuss pen, paper and the analogue tools that we love so dearly. My name is Mike Hurley and I am joined today by the man with refillable insides and an eraser for a brain. That is Mr. Brad Dowdy. <laughs> that is awesome. Thanks. How that you doing? Awesome. See, good. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm really good. Good. You sound you sound good. You sound refreshed, raring, raring to go. Yeah. Um, yeah, super me. excited for my holiday in a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. And me me not so much. I had a I had a long uh f- party weekend here at the house. I haven't been doing any uh pen or paper action. I've been pretty quiet on the uh on the internet. I was kinda not fully off the grid, but uh since probably since Friday till right about now, I have not really been online very much. Not I I haven't picked up a pen until right now for this episode for days. Wow. So can you remember been- how to write? Yeah, no, it's it's hard sometimes, you know, and you start, you know, when I don't pick up a, a pen for a day or two, I start to miss them. I have to go uh, go look at them all and, uh, <laughs> and decide what I'm going to use. Do you, so, do, you have, yeah. do you feel like you have to apologize? I do. I do. I feel guilty. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm sorry I left you guys inked up all, all this whole weekend and didn't, didn't use you. Are you dirty now? <laughs> or do you need a, do you need a bath? <laughs> I have. I don't. I don't even know where to go with that, so I figure we should probably just move into the first topic. Yeah, that's true. We probably should. <laughs> so, um, uh, so last week you yeah. were talking about um, different kind of refills. Um, for what, what in particular were you looking for? So I was looking for. I mean, I we were talking about my new collection of render Ks. Um, from the fantastic mm-hmm. oh, yeah, the render, something that would fit a render K. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I was asking for some suggestions for things that would fit that. So we worked out that they were Parker, um, that they were Parker uh, refills. So I was mm-hmm. looking for for something along those lines. Yeah. Did you get some? Uh, did you get some good answers? Because I didn't really come up with anything great. I mean, you know, I use the. Um, Aside from the high tech C that I use in the render K, I use the um, um, what's it called? Oh, um, Fisher Space Pen um, sure. is the park style, you know, with the cap. We talked about that last week. That's something I use. I didn't know if you got any good feedback on um, from the crowd on that. So I actually got a, a handful of responses, really, sort of ranging. Um, and what they were kind of telling me was, you know, I, I should go for. XYZ, I got a bunch of people suggesting Schmidt refills um, mm-hmm. because people know that I love the retro line and that they're the guys that make the retro inks, aren't they? That they rebrand. I believe yeah. they're Schmidt, aren't they? They're, they're Schmidt inks. Yep. yep. So, and the Schmidt's going lots of other brands too. They're excellent quality cartridges. So uh, I got those. Um, mm-hmm. I got suggested those quite a lot. Um, you've put one in the show notes, the Schmidt P8126 capless rollable pen refill. Um, yeah, and that, that was actually for the, the Retro 51. I don't know if it fits the Render K. Yeah, so that that one does look like it wouldn't. Mm-hmm. In all honesty, that looks like it, it wouldn't fit. The, yes. I- have I got that in for the wrong part then? Yes, I was going to talk about that in the retro retro fifty one part. So I moved the notes around incorrectly yeah. after you moved the notes. So what yeah. I am trying to do at the moment is to um, check my 
previous order, an order that I just placed through cult pens, mm-hmm. um, but I cannot find um, the <laughs> the like the previous order thing. But I can tell you what I got, and then I can just. All right. So um, I bought I bought a few different um, ink refills from them. I bought the Schmidt 900M Easy Flow mm-hmm. refill. Okay. Um, I bought the Schmidt P900B ballpoint pen refill. The Schmidt P900M ballpoint pen refill. Um, Mike Dudek suggested the P900, so I thought I would try um, bold and medium. Mike Dudek, who actually sent me the the, the pens in question from last week. And then I tried a couple okay. of extra. Th- I've tried one extra actually. It was the Schneider Express 735 Broad. They were the one I went for. Gotcha. So just, I'm waiting for them to come in. They should probably arrive tomorrow. So those are all rollerball styles, except for one ballpoint. Yeah, they're all rollerball, um, except the one ballpoint. Well, two ballpoints actually. Um, the Schmidt P900 are both ballpoints, so I'm going to see how they come out. But um, the the dude, as I'm going to call him, mm-hmm. instead of Dudek now, he will be the mm-hmm. dude forevermore. Okay, I like um, that. Sold. He suggested, he said that I would like them, so I will take his word on it, um, and I'll see what comes out. Cool. But I made another purchase. Awesome. Uh-oh. Whilst on the Colpen site, I was like, <laughs> I cannot just go to a pen website a fantastic site like Colt Pens and just walk away with four refills with the total of cost of like six pounds. It's like that's not that's not how it works here, is it? Who am that's I? Right. I'm a I'm a pen addict for, for freak's sake. I have to do I can't <laughs> I can't just buy some refills and leave it at that. Can I, Brad? You know these things. Absolutely not. So I bought something I've been hankering for for a while. It's a Twisby Diamond Mini. Oh, cool. I forget about that. That's a fantastic pen. So I figure I love my Twisby. It's the pen that Mm -hmm. I use all day, every day now. Um, So why not try the mini ones? Because I've been looking at the... um, the, What's the new one? The 580? Yeah, the 580. But I want to get one of those in a color. Yes. And all that seems to really be widely available or just available in any way at the moment is the clear one. Yes, yeah, no, that's all. That, that's all that's available right now. So I figure I will wait for that. Um, but what I'm, what I've, I did actually go for the clear with the mini though, because I, I think it looked the nicest. Which is kind of weird that I'm doing it that way, but yeah, I, I had a hard time choosing myself. I mean, I, I went with the fully clear one. I didn't like the. It was either all black or all clear. I didn't like the one that was kind of mixed up. Um. But yeah, what what nib did you get? Oh yeah, this is the I can't even, I can't believe I didn't even think of this. Guess, <laughs> guess what I guess. got? Mm-hmm. This is the big part of it. I can't believe I forgot to mention this. This is the whole point I wanted to bring it up today. I'm so pleased you reminded oh. me. Guess what nib size <laughs> I got? One point five stub. One point one stub. Oh, good, cool. Because I what, think you're gonna like it. That's what you have, right? One point one. I have one of each, actually. I have the 1.5 in the Mini and the 1.1 in the 580. And honestly, 
<laughs> there's not a lot of difference between those two. Every time I every time I use the 580 with the 1.1 and I have it inked up, it I look I always have to check the nib. I'm like, are you sure this is 1.5? Because it's not super fine. So it's barely smaller than the 1.5, which I, can I, I love them both. I can imagine once you get to that sort of range, doesn't the, the difference is so minimal once you're at that yeah. sort of thickness. But yeah, I thought, why not give it a go? I mean, after last week and you were like, I, you really surprised me by saying, yeah, I, I write in it. And I was like, really? And I was like, okay, yep. I'll give it a go. So I'm giving it a go. I'm, I'm, interest, I'm interested to see what you think, especially from a, a left-handed perspective. It's a little bit different uh, feel, a little bit different style, um, especially cursive, which you write in, right? I mean, like I'm a print-style writer. You write more in script cursive, right? Well, I, I flip-flop, but yeah, I do write in cursive. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but I go between cursive and script. Okay. So yeah, I'm interested to see, get some feedback from you just to to broaden my knowledge on how how you know someone would feel with that type of nib in, in your type of handwriting. So yeah, that'll be awesome. So we, that will we be shall, awesome. We shall see. It's very yeah. gonna be exciting. So what are you gonna ink it with? Well, I mean You should know you should know these things before you even order. Yeah, I mean well I'm I'm i I've still only got the one what I consider really good bottle, you know, which is the pilot Irishizoku. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I figure I should probably get some more ink. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've not, I've not jumped into that that yet. I'm probably just gonna gonna put the Irishizuku in it and see where we go from there. Yeah, that'll be a, that'll look awesome in that stub nib. That compecky is gonna be awesome. You'll probably never want to take that out. It's that's a per- really a perfect choice. But I shall see. But what, but what I need to do, I need to send you an ink samples because I've developed a a quite the uh, ink problem. Well, I still so, have uh, I still have these ink samples here. Um, where are they? Uh, so yeah, so I still have these ink samples from Joe that he sent us. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm probably going to try these out first because I've got some yeah. of the Noodler's Bernanke. Is that how you say mm-hmm. it? Bernanke? Yeah. Bernank? Bernanke. I have no idea. Bernanke. Um, I still have those. And I saw you did a review. Is it Bernanke Black? Blue. 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 I did the blue. And how quickly the dry time was. Yep. So I might, uh, when when that comes in, actually, give the, give uh, the blue or the black, well, blue and black a go because I've only got a little bit of each, and then maybe that will help inform me to buy a uh, a new ink too. Okay. Cool. Did you do just a straight review of those? Yeah, there it is, Bananky Blue. Right, that'll be in the show just notes. Just the blue. We I haven't pro- done the black yet, but I I plan on it because I was pretty impressed with the blue. I'm going to put it in the show notes. I want to mention again to people, because I've had a couple of queries about the show notes. Um, so you can find show notes now, because obviously they have moved. They're not at 70 decibels anymore, because we've had some people that used to go there and have been going there. So um, one listener whose name has escaped me now, so I'm sorry, I've forgotten your name, but thank you. And I've done what you suggested, which was to put a link on the 70 decibels page for anybody that was going there. Um, to, to, to find the show notes. They are now at 5x5.tv and this episode is slash penaddict slash 56. So it's really easy to get to them now because before I couldn't you couldn't just type it in, but now they'll always be at penaddict slash the number of the episode. So it's really mm-hmm. simple. And all of the shows are at 5x5.tv forward slash penaddict. So that's much easier than it was before. Yes. So you can f- that people can find, you know, they can find them all there. So that's great. Um, Fantastic. 
what should we talk about next? Well, since you brought it up, um, I did a couple. Th- <laughs> I did a couple things too, uh, as far as shopping goes online, and I forgot about it till you mentioned it. But I placed my first cult pins order. Excellent. And it was around. Um, what made me think of it is talking about inks. I ordered some inks that I can't get from U.S. vendors. Oh. Um, so that was one of the reasons why I went to Cult Pens for them. And one of them is one I wanted to try. And it's the uh, it's the standard, the Pelican uh, Blue Black. You know, you I can get every color of Pelican in the U.S. except for the Blue Black. Really? And I apologize, I didn't do my full research because this just popped into my head as we were talking. But there's a specific reason why the Blue Black um, is not available in the U.S. It uses some one of the ingredients is like on the banned list. Oh my. For sale in the U.S., so I was actually surprised. <laughs> so I just ordered it up from the U.K. and got it shipped over here. But it, I don't even know what the ingredient is. Someone uh, who listens to the episode, they can send me a link, or I, I can find it pretty quickly afterwards. What it is, but it's just for whatever reason, it's just like on the banned list. Um, and I don't know why, but I, I'm willing to take that chance because I have a blue black ink problem, as um, I noted on today's review on the blog. But uh, I'm excited to get that. I actually try to have a sample of that. Um, that my friend Thomas sent me. Um, I really enjoyed it. So I wanted to order a couple bottles from them, and they carried it. And then the other ink I ordered from them is a really cool one, I'm, one I'm excited to get, and one you can only get from Cult Pens because they had uh, Diamine make them a special ink. Just That's the Cult Pens ink. It's called uh, Diamine Cult Pens Deep Dark Blue. And... Um, like I said, I'm a fan of blues and especially dark blues and blue blacks. And this looks like a awesome, awesome color. And it's a special formulation only, only through cult pens. So I was, I, I was really excited to get that and and try it out. So we'll see. Um, it hasn't come in. I expect to get that order this week. I think I ordered it at the beginning of last week, and I think it should probably come any day now. I was actually thought it might be here today, but it's not. So, anywho. That was my uh, my first Colt Pens order, and it was really because I wanted these inks, and I can't get them anywhere else. You know, I mean, you can find the blue black from from different other European vendors, but uh, not the Diamine uh, Deep Dark Blue special special formulation for Colt Pens. Awesome. So that is awesome. I look forward to those. And uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna put you. I'm gonna make me a note here. I'm gonna put together a a sample pack for you of some other inks. I know you're not a big uh, ink swapper like I am, you know, switching things out constantly. But uh, I'll shoot you over a few things um, here eventually. Um, some of the some of my favorites, not just any random stuff. Some I think you might uh, have a chance at liking. Yeah, no, See if I can good. spend some more of your money. That would be definitely. I mean, I would like to have more, but it's just buying them. You know, yeah, I it gets find, out of hand pretty quick, honestly. Yeah, just because of the space that bottles of ink take up as well. I mean, and I know that there are loads of programs you can be on where you can get testers but I'm at the moment I'm not at that stage like all the, the maintenance and the cleaning and, and that sort of stuff to, to try them all out I mean it's simple enough and we've had a bunch of friends help us you know um, in, in some mm. tips for, for cleaning them out but I don't feel mm. like I'm at that point right now right 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 so um, the other thing that happened you know in the past week or so was um, everyone started getting their retro 51 uh, vintage surf pins um, got them in. Yes, they did. And uh, except for you, right? Except for me. Yeah. So uh, you you chastised me um, um, before we started recording. There there was a little squeaking sound going on <laughs> oh. in my house. 
and uh, you know, it sounded kind of something something like this. Oh yeah, damn yeah. you! So I, I thought I'd do that again oh, for you. Oh, please stop hopefully, that. Oh, hopefully, no one had it turned up too loud. But the, I was gonna... checking out. I was looking at the refill in my Retro Fifty One Vintage Surf, mm. uh, which is in my hands. Just for the record, Mike, it's number uh, three sixty seven. So you will not be getting number three sixty seven. They're numbered. Um, huh? Ooh, they're numbered. Yeah, out of five hundred. So up on up just below the uh, the knurling on the the twist mechanism um, is three sixty seven, um, and there was a funny story that happened with this. I'd say after last week's show, we talked about this pen how it was available for order. I'd say within an hour of us of this show going live on five by five of it being able to be downloaded and listened to. We, I got a tweet from our, our friend uh, John Martin, and he said, hey, look at this, and sent me a link. It was an Amazon link, and it went to a page that was selling the retro 51 vintage surf for $20. I like that you and think I that's think funny, he, because I, I don't yeah, I, think that's funny at all. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. I'm sure that you do think that. Yes. Yeah. Because because uh, what happened is during last week's episode, you ordered it while we were on the show. Mm, I did, right? didn't I, mean, I? Yeah, you went and ordered yeah. it while we were sitting here talking. You went and it's like, all right, my order's in. I forget it. Did you get it from Art Brown? or I, I forget I, who you had I it from. I bought it from Art Brown. Yep, yep. So Because you didn't want to wait until the till it came to your UK vendor just because it's limited to 500 pieces. Well, my UK vendor's so, probably not getting them. Right, that's right, because the quantities may not be high enough. Um, the, everyone might not get them. So after the show, I got this link. I was like, oh, there's no way this is going to go through. You know, it was $20. I think the suggested retail, I think, is 55 Most vendors were selling them for like 45 to 49 So that seemed to be the going price. And this price on Amazon was $20. So John placed his order, and I wasn't even going to bother. I was like, there's no way this is going to work. And I said, what the heck? The worst thing it's going to do is just going to cancel. So I went and placed the order order, get the email, order accepted. All right, no big deal. Next day, your order has shipped. I was like, hmm, okay, that's cool, but there's no way that this is going to be the right pen. You know, I was I was fully expecting like your uh, your balsam for our field notes, you know, mm-hmm. too good to be true. It's not going to be the right pen. There's no way. But still, even if it was just a some other Retro 51 Tornado, $20 is a good price for any Retro 51. Um, but then it, it, it showed up at the house and Sure enough, here it is. Vintage Surf for uh, 20 bucks. That link is no longer active, <laughs> needless to say, on Amazon. I'm not how, sure how many people took advantage of that, but I know at least John and myself did, and um, I think we're very happy with, with the results. And uh, it's, it's as, uh, it lives up to the hype. It's as, it's as good as to be expected, so I'm real happy with it. Well, I will have it's more a, to say when mine arrives, which will hopefully be by next episode. But do you know how much it costs yep. me, including shipping? Oh, I'm scared. What? Eighty-four dollars. Golly. So mm. I am very happy for you and John. Very happy indeed that you were <laughs> able to get them for twenty dollars. You sound so sincere. Yeah, I'm very sincere. I did get. I mean, I got another pen because I couldn't uh-huh. justify matching mm-hmm. shipping price to the pen, so I bought the Ace as well, which was cool. twenty bucks. I can't believe yeah. if I would have just waited a little bit longer because where I couldn't, I couldn't buy it um, to ship here, but I could have had it shipped to anyone. I could have had it shipped yeah. to like yeah. Stephen or or Matt 
and picked it well, up from yeah. him. Or I could have just bought you two of them. Yeah, or yep. yeah, shipped it, shipped it to one of the guys at WWDC and just brought it with them. Yep, exactly. But as I am a mm? semi-collector of these pens, I, I couldn't let it go. So yeah, that's all right. Don't yeah, don't uh, don't sweat it and don't worry. I paid. Uh, God, I probably paid twenty twenty five dollars in shipping for four bottles of ink for cult pens. So you know that was probably as much as the as the ink so that's just that's what it takes though to get the get the hard to get items so exactly you got it you'll be happy with it regardless of the price and so will i exactly yep I think oh, oh good, and a quick, though, you quick know. note on that quick note on that what, what'd you say that's that 20 dollars shipping to get those inks to you i think that's i mean if you look at the amount it costs me to just get two pens so anyway right right well i was gonna say on back on the retro 51 thing i'm gonna get um i love the refill that's in it um, it's really one of the best rollerball ink refills ever. I would just prefer something finer. And um, a few of our friends on Twitter were talking about it. And this is what you mentioned earlier. The Schmidt P8126 is the same refill, the stock refill for the Retro 51, but in yep. a fine yep. tip. And it comes in a medium is the standard that it comes with. And um, um, Brad, uh, I think it's Brad Thornbow on Twitter sent that and um, Mary Collis, um, Brad Thornborrow, sorry, sent us that. And Mary Collis chimed in saying, Hey, that's the one I use too. It's fantastic. And, uh, did you, uh, did you, have you happened to click on, uh, Mary Collis's Twitter feed recently? I have. Yeah. Mary, what do you think about that? It's awesome, isn't it? She's wearing her 70 decibel t-shirt. It is so cool. Yeah. I mean, I'm still waiting for mine. Yeah. I caught that just out of the side. You haven't gotten it yet? No. Well, because they're shipping overseas, aren't they? It should arrive in the next yeah. day or two. Yeah, yeah. But that was cool. I actually caught that out of my corner of the eye. Even in the even in the small photo, I could see what she was wearing. I was like, "Oh, that's so cool!" <laughs> so <laughs> that is very cool. I was excited to see that. Excited yeah. to see that. Mine should arrive maybe tomorrow because I received my uh, Stephen Hackett five twelve pixel shirt today, and they they finished a day, you know, up, departed so. Yeah. Yep. Shall I uh, take a quick break? I think this is going to be another just mainly follow-up show again today. Yeah, I think so. We got lots to talk about. So yeah, I no no problem at all. Let's do this. So let's take a quick break, and we will talk about our fine friends over at Squarespace.com. Uh, Squarespace—they give you absolutely everything you need to make an amazing website. Squarespace is a fully hosted, completely managed environment for creating and maintaining a beautiful website, blog, or portfolio. With Squarespace, you get everything that you need that it takes to put a fantastic site on the web. It doesn't matter how experienced you are. It doesn't matter if you have any experience or all the experience in the world when it comes to building websites because... No matter what your skill level, you can put something online in just minutes. You'd have to worry about any of the nasty stuff like hosting, scaling, integrating with maybe your Twitter feed, Facebook feed, Instagram. You'd have to worry about finding a designer or anything like that because Squarespace do it all for you. They have beautiful themes. They have a drag-and-drop page building system. They have all of their themes and their, their pages. They all restructure to look fantastic on mobile devices by using responsive web design. They have built-in statistics. They have built-in customer support, 24/7 award-winning customer support. They have live online workshops as well. If you want, you know, so if you want to have any help with setting up your site, they've got that in the bag. They have a, a system called Squarespace Commerce where you can add a fully integrated store to your website for e-commerce, which is incredible. 
If you sign up for one of their annual plans, you'll get a free custom domain name as well, which can be integrated painlessly into your site. Or if you have one else from an existing provider, you know, if you've maybe signed up for a, a domain with somebody else, you can easily link that in just a few clicks. I want you to go and find out more, support the show, and try it out for yourself. Go to squarespace.com forward slash 70 decibels. That's 70-D-E-C-I-B-E-L-S. Squarespace plans start at $10 a month for their standard plan and $20 a month for their unlimited plan. If you sign up for a year, you'll automatically get 20% off that price. Sign up for two, you'll get 25% off. And use the code 70 decibels 5 at checkout and you'll get 10% off on top of any other discount from your first order. So go check out Squarespace, everything you need to make an amazing website. All right. Thank you, Squarespace. Indeed. So what have we got next on the list? Yeah, I finally got around. I don't even know what episode we, we talked about this in, but we've, we've mentioned it several times about doing some fountain penning testing in, in field notes notebooks. And I've also done it in um, done paper books. And I finally posted that on the blog last Friday, just kind of a, you know, a, kind of a quick and dirty sample um, of what some of the fountain pen inks that I had loaded up. And the the question came about is because because the Field Notes America the Beautiful Edition came with the um, the seventy pound density paper, and we were commenting on how much thicker it is, and is it nicer for fountain pens and things like that. Um, the short version is it definitely is, um, which we would have expected. That was kind of the expected result, but I really wanted to to put some inks and some pens to the test just to see really how it did perform. Um, it did great on all my extra fine, fine nibs, um, lots of different inks at it. And we'll we'll have obviously have the link in the show notes where you can go look at the pictures. Um, I tried to expand them a little bit um, so you could see them. Um, on the America's, the beautiful edition, it handled the inks wonderfully. I thought it was, it absorbed a little more ink than the standard, um, than like um, the Doan paper notebook did, the U- utility journal. Um and it maybe even, except for one pen, maybe even bled. It bled a little bit. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, it it feathered a little bit on the page, meaning the ink kind of spread. But it really wasn't bad. And especially due to the thickness of the paper, it didn't hardly come through the back of the page at all. That was the most impressive part. Um, you know, I thought my wider nibs um, and some of those inks didn't work as well. It, they they spread and bled too much on the page. Like I wouldn't feel comfortable with writing with them in there, but all of the fine nibs that I like, I thought they handled it wonderfully. And especially the bleed through on the back of the page, even with the wider nibs and, and heavier inks it you could, you could probably use the back of the page to write with on the America's beautiful edition with fountain pens, depending on which ink and nib combination you use. I thought it, it did exceptionally well. Um, and you know, Field notes might ought to consider using that paper going forward as a stock edition, but I think there's there's lots of ramifications in in doing that. Um, I compared it to the Field Notes Red Blooded Edition, which is one of the base um, edition memo books with just the standard 50 pound uh, paper, the Finch paper, 50 pound bright white, and this is what you'll find in just you know the standard craft paper memo books and in lots of the other more basic, uh, straightforward memo books. Um, there was a few differences in the some of the color subscriptions editions, but this was this would be your standard field notes paper. Um, I use this the most with you know my extra fine nibs again, and it did bleed through a lot on the back of the page. Um, one particular pen that stood out on the 
Field Notes Red Blood Edition was my Pilot Falcon, which is a soft extra fine nib. It's got some flex in the nib, so when I'm writing, the nib flexes, and therefore more ink gets on the page. Well, that just bled profusely on this paper. Um, you can see it's it's obviously legible, but it looks kind of ridiculous on the paper. And, of course, they sh bled through to the back a lot. Um, they didn't really transfer to the next page. Um, some people worry about that. I do, um, that the ink actually transfers from one page to the writing side of the next page. You can never use the back side of standard field notes um, with most of these fountain pens. Although I, I've talked to other people that use you know, wide, broad nib fountain pens and inks on their standard um, field notes journals without any issue. Um, do, you, do you use many fountain pens in your field notes or do you have something specific you write in your field notes with, Mike? Um, I don't really have anything specific. Um, but you don't really use fountain pens, though, do you? I tend not to use fountain pens on them right. historically because the the paper is thinner, has been thinner, mm -hmm. um, and I knew what would happen, you know? Right, right. Um, especially right. as I have many broad fountain pens. I knew right. that it just was yeah. a non-starter. So, you know, I typically will grab something like a retro or, you know, so something mm -hmm. like that. Um, I bought a Sharpie pen the other day, you know. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. I was in the – there's a new supply store, and I went um, it, it, near the office. They don't really have a lot of great stuff, but they had buy one, get one free. So I was like, okay, I'll do that. Um, had so, you ever used one of those before? Yeah. Yeah, a long okay, time ago. Yeah. Um, I love those pens. Those are fantastic. This is one of the aluminium ones, as you'll hear. From, yeah. From that. Cool. I uh, like that pen. It's refillable, too. So I have, I have a question about... Sure. Well, I have one question, and before, though, I want to call foul, actually, on, okay. on this review. I think that you cheated um, oh, yeah? for the Doan paper um, mm -hmm. test because, you know, you love Doan paper so much, and you only tested four pens and inks. That's what I'm going to say. Apparently, you washed out the other pens i'm not sure if I, I did if i agree with that i think that you may have uh have cheated i know it wasn't it wasn't a fair test was it no yeah and i, I called i called myself out on that because I, I, I was like i did the first two at the same time one night and then somehow i i think i that's about the time where i was talking about um uh, reducing the number of fountain pens I had inked, and I inked them, and I was like, I, I mean, I, I cleaned them, and after that, I realized that I hadn't done the uh, the Doan uh, ink testing yet. So yes, it is not a match. No. Um, I think four you of did. Inks. I think you did what people wanted out of this style, what people would want, which is just to compare field notes to field notes. I think that's the most valuable test yeah. out of it, anyway. Yep. But to my eyes, I mean, this is yep. again the actual the 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 real paper themselves might might be different but from the images it looks like for bleed the field notes did better than the done just mm. from the ones that you oh, tested the, the america's america's is beautiful yeah one. not the standard no not the standard not even close um, yeah but it did look like that that did better than the than the done but um one of the thing the thing that i wanted to ask you the question is your pelican m405 mm -hmm. it's an ef nib Mm -hmm. but it looks like the thicker than your stub nib, and I don't understand why. So from looking at the images, yes. it's extremely thick, and I don't understand. You don't know how good of a question that is, and let me explain to you why. Um, it's an awesome question, and you're not the only one that has mentioned that. Um, um, I've had someone else on Twitter mention that, um, R. Cannon P., 
on Twitter who I talked to a bunch. He's in Atlanta. So we, t- we, we chat a bunch about pens and inks and he made the very specific comment that you did. Why? He said, is your Pelican seriously an extra fine nib? And it looks like that. And I said, yes, it is. And that's why it is at Mike Masayama's house right now. That was oh, my answer to him. It's broken. <laughs> it is not broken, but I did not, I did not elaborate on why it's the way it is. And there's a very specific reason <laughs> it wasn't broken. This was a pen I bought at the Atlanta Pen Show. Okay, I bought it from Richard Bender, and he does. When you purchase a pen from him, he, I guess it, I guess it's Benderizing. Although it's it's spelled just like his last name is spelled B I N D E R. I very like nearly just spit cherry coke all over my laptop when you said Bender, <laughs> when you just said Benderized it. It just it just sounds funny to me. But. So he has a, there's this term in the fountain pen world that people know that it's a binderized nib or benderized whatever. And um so what that means is he adjusts every nib every new pen that you buy from him goes to him for smoothing and he adjusts the ink flow into whatever it's almost like a proprietary, you know, this is the way I believe pen should write. So I just did it at oh. the show not knowing so, you know, I bought the pen, then you wait another 30 minutes and he adjusts, smooths. I remember and... you mentioning this now. Yeah. I remember you so saying So he about does it. this. Yeah, it's like a default thing with him. So I got home that night. I mean, I tested it out and I was like, okay, this is fine. Boy, this is flowing a lot. There's a ton of ink. I couldn't figure out. I mean, I assumed it was from that. And I'd always planned on sending it to uh, Masayama anyway to get it. Like um, Thomas's, I had his adjusted to like the super fine, the the point two millimeter. Like if you look at the Lamy two thousand up top wow. on those on those reviews, I had my plan was always to get that done, but I was going to hold off for a while, and um, but I couldn't just because it was just so wet and flowing so crazily. And actually that night, I talked to Thomas when I got back. I said I bought this from uh, Richard Bender, and he did you know his nib adjustment. He was like, oh. He's like, you're not going to like that. <laughs> Knowing that I so write weird. a lot like him with these super, super fine lines. And he said, yeah, you should have asked me or whatever. I was like, it, it didn't matter because it, it was it was part of the, the service that came with it. And I knew I was going to get it um, ground down further anyway. So uh, I have sent that nib off now to Mike Masuyama to get um, like the 0.2 millimeter Japanese extra fine nib that I wanted on this pit, which was the reason I purchased the pen anyway. So I just wasn't planning on sending it off that soon, but I, I couldn't use it. It was so the ink flow was so great, but that was that was a great observation by you. Um, you're probably too nice to. No, to, I'm to not very that. nice. Um. That kind of seems like you buy a pen from this guy and he kind of ruins them. Like, you shouldn't well, see, have to... Uh, well, there's a couple of things. Like, if I went to a pen show, right, and mm-hmm. I uh, met Mr. Bender. Is it Bender? Mm-hmm. I know that he knows more than me, right? Right. Um, and if he has one of these grind, grinding machines, whatever you call mm-hmm. them, I'm going to assume mm-hmm. that he is of a, you know, he, he re- the guy really knows what he's doing, and, and you seem yes. to believe this too. So if right. you do, then, you know, I'm going to. And if he says, oh, let me just, you know, sort it out for you, I'm going to assume mm-hmm. that he's going to make it as it should be, right? Right. But you've right. just dropped all this money, and he is 
forcing it into his way. Like, that looks maybe even thicker than I would want to use. And that's saying something. Right, um, right. And that's it's I mean, kind of a shame. It's one of those things I wanted to experience anyway. It's, it, I mean, in this case, like, okay, I would never do it again. If I bought another pen from sure. him, I'd just say, no, give me the pen. Um, but I wanted to do it because I, it's, I knew every, a lot of other people have had it done, and it's kind of a thing in the fountain pen community that you've had your nib adjusted by him. So I wanted to see what it was all about, and it turns out I don't like it, so I would never do it again. So <laughs> is it like one I, of those? I didn't have a problem doing it the first time. Is it like an initiation ceremony? Like everybody yeah. <laughs> has it done, and everyone gets it changed back, yeah. and nobody got- will tell him. It just seems very strange. Like why would you not even ask someone how they would like it to be? Um, ground to like it's like oh yep I'll just yep. And do he, it into their they don't actually do much grinding it's more of just a general smoothing and uh, flow adjustment it's not a lot of uh, differentiation and not a lot of a uh, nib alteration as far as size uh, goes but you can adjust the ink flow is more what they did and then made sure the nib was smooth so it's more of a flow ink flow issue than a grinding the nib issue if that makes sense. Sure. There's ways to adjust the ink flow by moving the feed and things like that. So I'm assuming that's more that's more along what it is. Because I watched him do it. There was no grinding. Of the, you just use a lot of, you know, like the sandpaper and stuff to smooth it out. So I'm glad I did it. So now I know to never do it again. And I would never buy a pen that was because I knew I'd have to have I'd have to get it worked on again because it would it doesn't fit me. But, you know, it fits a lot of people. I have a very particular writing style. I have very particular likes in the way I like my pens to write. Um and you know, Richard Bender is super well respected in the community, so I'm I'm glad I got it done, but I would never do it again. It's not for me. And now I've learned that. I can't imagine getting a bold nib pen and having this done. It would be like I'd run out run out of a uh ink in a day you pick it so up much and ink ink, coming out of the pen yeah, you pick it up the ink would just run right out yeah yeah so but that was a great question and uh i actually forgot about that until you mentioned that because i had someone else uh ask me that too so he'll hear it on this podcast too because i didn't i didn't totally i didn't have that much space to elaborate yeah but, um like basically what i told him yeah that's why it's at mike's house right now <laughs> <laughs> getting getting fixed how i want it yeah. like i said that was the plan going into it anyway so Okay. So it was worth me getting it test out to figure out what the deal was. And the deal is it's not for me. So I think we have one more pen to talk about today, which is one for me that I mentioned. If you mention, uh, sorry, if you remember last week, I spoke about the cross edge. Yeah. So uh, listener Eddie Samuels got in touch a couple of weeks ago and he said to me that I should buy a cross edge pen. Um, he believes that it beats the Retro 51. So I was like, Ooh, right. Them, them, them's fighting words. Them's are fighting words. Uh, my response to him was, all caps, dude, send a link. Um, so he sent me a link. <laughs> uh, link is in the show notes to the cross gel pen in the green that I bought it. So um, it's a very nice pen. Uh, the body and the, the, the mechanism. I've never used a mechanism like this. It's incredible. So it you, you will see from the image. And the image is in the show notes if you want to take a look, Brad, too. Mm-hmm. You will see that on the body of the pen, there is like a... I mean, the pen is opened, so maybe go to is the image where it's closed, which is like the third image on the Amazon page. You'll see that mm-hmm. there's like a little silver band in the middle of the pen, and there's two yes. green sort of plastic 
um, areas. When you pull, mm-hmm. you, so basically you put your fingers on the, the green plastic areas and you pull the pen apart. As you pull it apart, the, the nib emerges from the pen. Okay. And yep. you push it together to make it retract. Mm-hmm. I've never used a mechanism like this. It's very strange. Yeah, zebra makes something not as nice looking as this, but I have used a mechanism like that in a zebra pen before, and but not can, as as well done as this one, it looks like. It has a great feeling when you push it together. I want to see if you can hear this. Oh, yeah, that's real solid. Yeah, so the, the mechanism I was blown away by. The problem for me, problem number one, um, lies in the holding of this pen. So mm-hmm. you see, you see in the in the nib area, it's quite large, and you've got that black line. Mm-hmm. See that? So that's like an indentation. Yeah. Um, that is uncomfortable for me to hold. And so also, it's almost like a double indentation where it threads for one, and then where the line is for two. It's the black line that's the problem. In yeah. my opinion. Okay. But also the. With the size of my hand, you know, probably not the same for everybody. When the pen is then extended, you see like you've got the big silver sort of gap. Mm-hmm. The the edge of the green part on the bottom, um, it isn't totally smooth. It's a little bit rough. And that uh-huh. sits just in the little, like the, what, what yeah. would you call that part between your finger and your thumb? Yeah, I don't know the official term. I always rest? call it like the cusp. I call it the cusp. Okay, I think I, I think uh, as a kid I was told the rest. I think it's yeah, yeah. There you so go. it just hits against there, so it rubs against there when I write. So that's not great. But what I was being told by by Eddie, he says the cross gel refill is more smooth than a few fountain pens I own, and definitely beats the retro fifty one. Eddie, wow, Eddie, <laughs> now Eddie. Now, I'm sure you are a frequent <laughs> listener, Eddie. Eddie because Let's you, take it down you know, a notch, Eddie. Come you, on now. You know to say to me, oh, you know, uh, the, if, if you say to me that something's better than the Retro 51 and it's similar, you know I'm going to try it. And, Eddie, I don't agree. I don't agree. Now, let me tell you why. So, they are very, very similar. And I would even agree that it, it lays down as good if at some point not even, you know, maybe even a smoother line than the retro. I wouldn't say that's consistent, but sometimes it does. However, it has one flaw that the retro 51 does not have, and I consider this to be an issue. I wouldn't call it skipping. But if you were to lay a solid line and you can see some white in the line, what would you call that? Yeah, I just call it white in the line. It's not skipping. There you but go. It, white leaves some white, it, it leaves some white space in the line. That's a lot of ballpoint pens act that way, right? Yep. You find white space within the line. It's not a solid line. It's not consistent, but it does mm. it. And I have never had a Retro 51 do that. So, Eddie, right. where I agree, this is a very nice pen. This is, do you know what this is? This is the pen you buy someone for Christmas. Mm-hmm. This is it. You know, we're always looking for that pen. Oh, I want to buy something for X person for Christmas. It's $30 on Amazon. Mm-hmm. It's got a great weight to it, a really excellent weight. It looks fantastic. You can get a few nice colors. It's got a, a very solid refill, an excellent refill. Not better than the Retro 51, but if the Retro 51 wasn't around, this would take that sort of mantle for me. It's, it is that mm-hmm. good. It just doesn't... I mean, it probably maybe matches it, 
but it, I don't consider it better in my opinion. And it has let a me really gone. I was saying, let me make one comment that we sure. haven't made clear so far. This is a gel ink refill. Okay. Yes. Yes. Of course. Yes. This is not a rollerball ink refill. So would, what would just that want, say? I just to want to you? make that clear. Would that say that it should be this good or, or what? I don't really, you know. No, I'm just saying. Uh, to me, it's not apples and oranges anyway. But you know, once you when you get the gel ink refill, uh, a gel ink refill should never leave white space in the lines in the okay. line anyway. Uh, that almost that rarely happens on a gel ink pen. It should not be acting like that. You know, your mileage may vary. Eddie's refill might be better than mine. Who knows? You, you know, mm -hmm. mine could be slightly different. Yeah. But the, uh, and it's got a really cool mechanism that would impress people. You know, if I basically if I took one of these and a Retro 51 and put them both on the desk in my office, the executives mm -hmm. would love the cross. You know? Yeah, I think so. It's a cool looking pen. I'm, I'm with you on that. I've never seen it before. You linked it. I think it's really good looking. Um, what's interesting also is on the Amazon page you link to, you know, on Amazon has, um, you know, people can upload their own product images, the customer images. If you look at the first customer image, the first thing that caught my eye is that's not a cross refill. It looks like a Pilot G2 refill. So I opened up the link, and he has a highlight on it. It's a Pentel Energel LR7 refill. So it looks like this is uh, compatible with a lot of standard gel ink refills. I'm not familiar with cross refills, but um, there's someone, one of the reviewers of this product has put in a Pentel Energel refill, which uh, that's, a pretty, uh, that's a pretty sweet option if it's compatible with a lot of popular gel ink refills. It looks like a looks like a basic G2 refill to me. So anything that's compatible with the G2, which is a lot like the Energel, that's a huge list. Um Yeah. That's a that's a bonus. That's a that's on the plus side for this pen. Yeah, it, sure, um, because then you other can, refills because you can the, change it up. the stock refill that comes with it is apparently not not so hot. Well, I mean it's it's good. It's it's very it's, good. But I have It's just not Retro 51 good. No, I have a I I consider the, the Retro 51 to be the finest pen of this non-fountain pen I've ever used. Like, hands down, in my opinion, there is no greater pen um, that is non-fountain pen than the Retro 51. Um, every single model I've used with the rollable um, with the rollable refill has been flawless. And, and, you know, however long we've had these, like a year, I've had them a year, some models, they still write as great. And I've, I've never had problems with them. Um, but yeah, I would say, Brad, that this would go on that list of, maybe the list that we've had real trouble with is like, what do you buy somebody as a gift? This is a mm -hmm. perfect gift because Cross has a good name as well. That's right. I mean, the that that price range, like 25 to $40 is a tough price range um, yeah. in, in pens. That's why that's one of the reasons why we like the retro so much because that, that fits a need right there a lot. So. But yeah, so um, $30 on Amazon, I would say it's a great a, a, a great um, deal for Amazon, on, on, for this pen. $30, great. Cool. Yeah, if you're interested, by all means, check it out. It's a nice piece. Um, oh, by the way, you know that the... the sorry, I, m I must mention, the refill that they're showing on the page is not the refill that this has got. Okay. Um, it's a right. metal one, and it's a cross one. Yeah. So the. Well, refill, I'm just saying it looks like the standard cross gel refill must be compatible with a lot of standard basic gel refills like G2 and Intergel. Yeah, I, I assume that they would work, but that's not the one that I've got in this pen. Gotcha. It's the cross gel rolling ball refill. 
Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I don't know why why they would show that, but whatever. But and if you look down the page, like on the Amazon page, you will see them. They have them there, mm-hmm. like the the refills that yeah, like yeah. people also bought. That's the refill. Cool. So, awesome. Um, anything else today? I think we got it, man. I think uh, I think we're covered. Cool. Brilliant. Yes, sir. As always. As so always. One one of these days we're going to make it to our topic. <laughs> yeah. I have a feeling next week we'll have time. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe. <laughs> I don't want to write that check. I can't cash. So. Well, next week we've got to record two episodes because I'm off the week before, so I'm sure we'll get to it then. That's true. Yeah, we'll we'll double it up, so we'll get to some topic, some topics, and some questions and stuff. So yeah. Oh, you have got See, one last thing in here, which is the I do, I do. I figured it was a good part of the the kind of wrap up when we're talking about how to get in touch with us. And I, I did create on if you're an app.net user, um, which I'm pretty active on, and it's got we've got a good uh, a burgeoning pin community on there. I created a on app.net uses a chat room system called Patter. Is that the best way to to define that, Mike? Is, yeah, it would be like a chat room type. It's like system. a chat room, yeah. Yeah. So if you have an app.net account, you can um, open up uh, Patter, and I created a room called uh, Pin Addict, and we'll have the link in the in the um, show notes, so you can go. and It's basically just you know like a it's, it's basically like an IRC channel. If you're familiar with IRC, it's just a um, Wide open chat room, twenty four seven. People get in there, ask questions, talk about different things, and uh, I created this uh, pen addict room that I'm trying to be active in, just for as another way to people to reach out and um, and talk about pens and and you know meet some of the uh, the other uh, friendly faces and in, in screen names in the pen community. So uh, it's been fun. I opened it up last week and uh, it's gotten some good response so far. It's been pretty active, so I'm very happy with it. Excellent stuff. So yeah, that'll be in the show notes too, of course, so people yep. can find that. Um, I am on Twitter and app.net. I'm iMike, I-M-Y-K-E. Uh, Brad is at Dowdy, D-O-W-D-Y on app.net, and Dowdyism, D-O-W-D-Y-I-S-M on Twitter. We will be back next week for episode 57 of the Pen Addict podcast. Um, until then, thank you very much for listening. Say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad.